I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> so our next scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke. And uh, where this passage picks up, Jesus is actually in the midst of giving a, a sermon. And he is addressing the crowds around him. So here is what Jesus says this morning. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for those who come to me and hear my words and put them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a person building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But those who hear my words and do not put them into practice are like a person who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed, and its destruction was complete. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Holy God, may all that we do and say in this day be well and good in your sight. Amen. So I'm going to be addressing much of my sermon to the graduates this morning. I hope you all don't mind. So my friends, I am so sorry. I am so very, very sorry. But I decided that this morning I want to add my name to that long list of people who have been giving you advice over these past many weeks as you have been enjoying your graduation celebrations. I know you've been hearing it from graduation speakers, from your parents, from Auntie Jane, from your neighbors, from Grandpa, from Hallmark cards. Yes, there was advice in that card, you just didn't see it behind that nice, crisp $50 bill. <laughs> now you're about to hear it from me too, and I'm sorry. So without further ado, my first piece of advice to you all is this. Listen to advice. Especially when the advice comes from, from, from someone who's been there and done that. I can't tell you how many times in my adult years where advice I heard when I was your age made so much sense and I regretted not having listened sooner. Next, never trust another driver's ability to use a turn signal. Treat your retirement as a bill. And there's no reason you can't start now. After all, you just got a nice $50 bill. <laughs> Ice cream more than a week old isn't worth it. If you decide to have kids someday, try to have more than one. Don't make your kid put up with you alone in your old age. <laughs> If you don't already, make your bed every day. Starting your day, one, day off with one small act of discipline can have an impact on the way the rest of your day unfolds. Now the next two, pay very, very close attention because I'm not sure I know of anyone who hasn't made these mistakes at least once in their lives. You ready? Freshly washed clothes that remain in the washing machine do not remain freshly washed for very long. 
carefully for a variety of reasons, but mostly so that you will not mix up dish washing soap with dish washer soap. <laughs> Am I the only one that those things have ever happened to? <laughs> Thank you, Susan. <laughs> Always be willing to try something at least once. Learn the basics of how to use tools. Plant something. Whether it's flowers or a tree or a bush, whether it's in a pot in your kitchen windowsill or in a garden, just plant something. Always look behind you when you are entering a door in a public space to see if there was someone else coming up behind you for whom you can hold open the door. Travel somewhere that gets no cell phone service and mission trip doesn't count. <laughs> Travel to a third world country. This will help you appreciate things like clean tap water, the blessing of being able to flush toilet paper, and household curbside weekly garbage pickup. Don't expect more than you're willing to give. Call your mother, call your father. Learn the meaning of grace and apply it to yourself and others as often as you can. Be willing to risk the pain of grief for the chance to love. And always try your best to make God famous. And we'll get back to this. So today is the last day of our Standing in the Gap sermon series, and graduation is truly a gap moment for all involved graduates, parents, and families alike. You find yourself in this in-between phase, maybe gearing up to start a new job or getting ready to go away to school or figuring out college classes while still living at home. Parents and siblings, you're possibly preparing yourselves for an empty seat at the dinner table, for one less practice or rehearsal to drive to during the week or making the tough transition of letting your child be an adult while still living under your roof. It's very much an in-between time, and an in-between time in the midst of much celebration and anticipation, while at times can be difficult to navigate. Milestones like graduation are often times where we desperately where we deliberately spend some time taking a look back at all we had to accomplish before getting to the point in which we find ourselves. Then to also take the time to think about tomorrow and next steps. And we're anxious and excited and nervous and hopeful to figure out what life has in store. In 2012, I had the incredible blessing of traveling to Israel on a study trip. Part of our trip was spent across the border in the country of Jordan, where we took a day trip to visit a site called Petra. Petra is a famous archaeological site that dates back to about 300 BC and was once the capital city of the Nabataean Kingdom. This city was mostly carved out of the sides of rock faces, and some of its carved-out buildings are truly spectacular. The only transportation into the city is by foot, donkey, or camel. And the most popular route for tourists to enter is through a canyon called El Sikh. 
And there's a picture here up on your screen. That is what it's like to enter into Petra. The walk was about three quarters of a mile, and the whole way we had a local tour guide who was engaging in his presentation. At one point on our journey down Al Seek, our guide quickly huddled our small group together at a bend in the trail and asked us to turn around and look up at a part of the sandstone wall behind us. And apparently he was doing this as a distraction. He explained something about what we were looking at. I obviously have no recollection what it was. Then he directed us to turn back around and to step around the rock wall that had created a bend in the trail. And suddenly, just up ahead on the trail, through a crack created by the sandstone walls, was a glimmer of Petra's most spectacular building, as you can see here in the very next picture. This point of the journey into Petra is famously known as the Great Reveal, as you begin to enter into the main part of the ancient city, and I think you can see why. The next picture will show you the true magnificence of what is called the treasury. Next picture, please. That is the treasury, or also known as that really cool building that was featured in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with Sean Connery. Next pick, just proof that I was there, was also the ancient form of a selfie, when you actually can't see yourself on the screen with an actual point-and-shoot camera. All right, that's enough. That's way too big of a picture of me. On to the next. Thank you. Sometimes, I wonder if we get this sense or desire that graduation should be like the great reveal of Petra. Like you're making this journey through school and you reach graduation and you want to simply turn around and suddenly, ta-da, there it is, your life, stunningly laid out before you in all of its grand glory. And I hate to tell you this, and I'm guessing you already have this sense, but it doesn't really your big reveal is simply tomorrow, which doesn't look a whole lot different from today, does it? But honestly, that is okay, because God is in the business of taking all of those small moments of our lives, those things that seem insignificant, and yes, combined with those moments of significance, and he weaves them into the story of your life that is slowly being stitched together each and every day, and the great reveal is the ways in which you choose to live out those blessings God has given you through the story of your life. You can squ uh, switch screens one more time for me, Jack. Thank you. Now you also know you're not going to be able to get out of here without me preaching a little Jesus at you as well. After all, that's what you all and your parents pay me the big bucks for. So I read to you one of Jesus' parables is recorded in the Gospel according to Luke. And our modern translations of Scripture have included the heading to be the parable of the wise and the foolish builders. Sometimes Jesus' parables can be head-scratchers, leading us to wonder exactly what he meant. But not this one. This one is pretty much plain as day. 
Jesus is commenting on the necessity of building your faith on a sure and steady foundation. So when the trials and the perils of life come your way, the house of your life will be able to withstand the troubling times. And one of those many ways in which we can practice building up the foundations of our faith is through listening to Jesus' words and teachings and taking them to heart. Now this parable has been recorded in other Gospels, but I was particularly drawn to Luke's version because of this one line of his was different from the others. Luke wrote, One strong in faith is like a person building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. Who dug down deep. That is the part that really resonated with me because I love the visual of the effort being put into the act of reaching the rock foundation. There is effort. There is determination. There is insistence. There is perseverance. And in the end, it was all worth it. The builder of this house of faith saw the benefits in life in those most difficult of circumstances could not come between them and the assurance that all would be okay because their faith and hope and trust was in the rock, the rock that is Christ Jesus. But it also reveals to us that reaching such a foundation on the rock will take effort. Your path of faith is not always an easy journey, and like any relationship, one has to work at it. And your relationship with Jesus is the same way. But the cool thing about Jesus is he is always there. He is always ready for that relationship. You don't have to go far to find him. Earlier in my list of advice for you all, I advise you to always do what you can to make God famous. So here is how this works. God has given you everything you need to live the life that he has intended for you. He has given you gifts and abilities and talents that he intends for you to share with the world. He has also given you a heart that earns for relationship and companionship. And the more that you recognize that these blessings are gifts from God's hands, then the more you will feel it necessary in your spirit to give him all the credit. Make God the rock star of your life. Be God's biggest fan. Because God is your biggest fan. Imagine God following you on all of your socials. And imagine God giving you a like for the post of your life. Imagine him sharing your content because he loves what you do and who you are. And know that God is constantly commenting, saying, you are amazing, and I love you. And he says that on the posts of your life that aren't always the proudest moments either. He loves you anyway. And he will continue to follow you. So in return, make him famous for this love that he shows you. I can only hope that you all had a sense of Jesus' presence with you over the past 15 months. That some sense of the foundation of your faith that we have been helping you dig for as a church family revealed itself to you. Enduring a global pandemic will not be the last of difficulties that you will have to face. But someday, you will look back on this time and I, will pray, and I pray 
pray that you remember lessons learned. And I pray you will recognize how you have been changed for the better. And I pray you will be able to trace God's blessings through it all. There is no doubt you all lost a lot. You lost a lot of moments that cannot be replaced, and there is not any adult in your world who wishes that they could do something for you about that. And for right now, those losses might still be raw and painful, as you are still in the midst of some grief. However, truth be told, your generation, in my opinion, and in particular, the, the high school class of 2021, will no doubt be a generation and a segment of the population that will be looked to as offering up a special form of character and wisdom and resilience that hasn't been expressed in groups past nor groups to follow. And that is God's hand at work in you. That is God making good on his promises that he will never leave you or forsake you. That is God proving who he is, who he says he is. I know that I gave you a lot of advice earlier, but if you remember nothing else, please don't forget to make God famous by acknowledging his good works in you. And never stop digging for the rock. Never stop doing what it is you need to do to build your life upon the life of Jesus Christ. And if that is the only advice that you ever heed for the rest of your life, I can guarantee you it will be enough. God be with you as you go, my friends. Amen.